Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by patrons like you. For more information on how to support Switchcraft and my other content, head on over to patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. Hey everybody, let's start the show off today with uh, some feedback. Last episode, I asked you guys to tell me what games you thought would do well on a SNES uh, Mini or a SNES Mini. And um, Mark, who did not say where he's from, so I'll just say he's from the internet, uh, wrote in and he said, Great show, keep up the good work. The games that I would like to see on the Super NES Classic would be Star Fox. I can't believe I didn't think of that. Uh, Super Mario RPG, Chrono Trigger. Again, I can't believe I didn't think of that one. And last but not least, Ogre Battle. I think I've heard of Ogre Battle, but I've never played it. What kind of game is that? Uh, If someone could write in and let me know, that would be awesome. Um, I think that the puzzle game you're thinking of was Tetris Attack. Tetris, okay, I remember what he's talking about now. So I had mentioned that there was a, I think I I mentioned there was a game that had like Yoshi, uh, but it was a Tetris game and it totally didn't play like Tetris. Uh, And he's talking, and he says it was called Tetris Attack, and I think he's probably right. Uh, Then he went on to say, uh, the Mario game was Mario All-Stars. Mario All-Stars, okay, so I also mentioned that I wanted the Mario um, for the Super Nintendo that included Super Mario World as well as uh, remastered versions of Super Mario 1, 2, and 3. And that was Super Mario All-Stars, which I did have on my Super Nintendo when I was a kid. Um, as for the Patreon, I can't do it now, but when I can, I'll throw some support your way. Oh, that's awesome, man. Just listening to the show is plenty. Um, if you really want to find a way to support the show... Just go over to iTunes and um, give us a review. Or I have an Amazon link where if you click it and anything you buy from there, I get a bonus. And you can find all that stuff at uh, runjumpstomp.com slash support, I think. If not, um, I'll link it in the show notes and uh, you can click there. All right, but that's the feedback. Thank you so much, um, Mark, from the internet. If, uh, if you guys want to be on the show, just send us an email and we can uh, read that stuff right here well here's some pretty big news nintendo switch uh launch numbers are outpacing ps4 launch numbers uh when i first saw the story i was like the the switch is out excuse me outselling the ps4 this week what a surprise um everybody who already has a ps or ever everybody who already wanted a ps4 probably has one but that's not what this story is about so uh, there's this 2CH, which is a Japanese website, has uh, tallied up the numbers. Now, I don't know how reliable this is. It's on the Internet, so it must be true. Um, but it says that week one in Japan, remember, Japan is a very small, a, a much smaller population. Uh, week one in Japan, the PS4 sold 309,154. That was on launch week for the PS4. Uh, the Nintendo Switch sold 
329,152. So 20,000 more. Not really that big of a deal. You move on to the week number two. Week number two, the PS4, I almost said PS2. Uh, week number two, the PS4 sold 65,000 consoles. And week two, uh, the Switch sold 61,000 consoles. So on week two, the PS4 had a stronger week, but only by 4,000 consoles. So that's really not, or actually 3,000, because the, the Switch was 61,998. Come on, two people couldn't go buy it, whatever. Um, week three is where things really start to get interesting. Um, week three, 35,294 PS4s were sold. For the Switch, 49,913. So the Switch is seeing an uptick. Well, not an uptick yet, but it now they're beating the PS4. And this is probably as word of mouth is getting out there and people are seeing the Switch and uh, being impressed by it. Now, week four is where things get bananas. Week four, uh, for the first four weeks, the PS4 continually declined in sales. On week four, it sold 29,677. Week four for the Switch is 78,441, so it jumped up from 50,000 the week before. That's a big uptick, too. And I'm not going to go through and read all of these, but if you look at these numbers, it shows that the that the Switch is, it, it continues to do well every single week. Because weeks four, 5, 6, and 7, the Switch sold um, upwards of 40,000 every week in Japan. Whereas weeks uh, five, 5, 6, and 7... Um, the PS4 sold 30,000, 23,000, and 13,000. So the PS4 continually saw a drop-off, and the Switch seems to be holding steady. And like I said, I think this has a lot to do with word of mouth. People are playing the Switch. The The idea that you can just take a controller off and hand it to somebody and show them, hey, let's let's play this game together, Um and then they then they say, man, i got to have this thing for my own. So then they go buy one. Uh, but here's the biggest thing, is every single week, the retailers were reporting that the Switch was sold out. So they would have sold more had Nintendo put more in stock. But one thing that really stands out to me is that a lot of people, they always seem to say, oh, Nintendo ha- uh, sells out because they don't make enough or Nintendo is artificially um, artificially driving up demand by constraining supply. I don't think that's true because every single week, except for the, except for the second week, every single week that the Nintendo switch has been out, it sold more consoles than the PS4. So people don't say, well, I can't get my hands on a PS4 at launch. But they're saying I can't get my hands on a Nintendo Switch at launch because Nintendo just can't make these things fast enough. I think that these are really, really good numbers. And again, I think that the Switch is a success. Uh, Time will tell, but so far, it's coming out of the gate strong. And it's going to be tough for... uh, Not tough. What's the word? It's going to be surprising if it doesn't continue uh, to do well. I'm a number one! All right, Capcom um, surprised everybody by 
supporting Super Bomberman R after the game came out, which I think is fantastic. I'm very happy to hear that they're doing this. Now, I bought Bomberman for my son at launch. He loves it. At first, he hated it. He really did not like it. Um, And he played a little bit more, and, and he really enjoys the game. I haven't really taken a liking to it. I don't think it's a very good game. However, I think that the newest patch is going to change that. So let me read through the patch notes real quick, and I'll interrupt myself every once in a while and talk about my, like what I think about this. So first off, four new versus stages have been added to the shop. I don't know how many were already there because I haven't really put much time into the game, but that's always it's always good to have more variety in stages. That being said, does more variety in stages just come in color swaps? I don't know. I, I have not downloaded the patch yet. The patch is up, by the way, so... If you want, go over to your Switch and tell it to start downloading if you've got Super Bomberman R. They said two new accessories have been added to the shop, which are crowns and bombs. I really don't know how accessories work. My son says that he has yet to unlock any accessories. Basically, when you pick your character, you can then pick a thing that goes... uh, Bomberman has like a yellow, little pink ball that is attached to his head. I guess it's supposed to look like a fuse or something. And... Like, you can change that, but he has yet to to unlock anything to replace that, so we don't really know what that does. The frame rate of the entire game has been improved. We also made slight adjustments and improved the controls as well. This is very interesting to me because the controls, I feel, were a little sloppy, so we'll see if this changes my opinion of the game. Uh, They said less lags are likely to happen when every participant in the online battle have a good network connection. I've not played it online, so I don't know. So far, it's, you know, it's cool to play sitting next to somebody. Um, Made it possible to press L or R to change the inclination of the map in story mode. Other based setting will also allow you to fix the camera position as well. Now, this right here is why I'm interested in trying the game again. When I tried playing story mode, um, the whole thing, it, it, in order to give you like a 3D perspective, they kind of tilted the camera just a little bit off to the left, it feels like. And because of that, like when I push up, my character's not moving exactly up. And it's just like, there's just something in my brain that isn't clicking with it. And so if I'm able to move the camera to where I want it and lock it so that it's basically where up is exactly up, that's way more interesting to me. And I'm definitely going to check that out. You can now choose the strength of the computer in the multiplayer battle mode. Cool. The strength of the five dastardly bombers on story mode has been adjusted. Uh, The difficulties of beginner and normal have been reduced, make it easier to beat them. Adjusted the heights and slopes on some maps to improve visibility. I love that because a lot of... Okay, so you'll be playing on a map and there'll be two levels to it. And there's like a ramp where you can go from the lower level to the higher level. And sometimes you're running along and you're like, why can't I get up there? And it's because there's a ramp and you can't very well, you can't tell very well that there's another level above it. At least I had trouble with that. And it seems like maybe other people did too, because they're uh, uh, improving the visibility there. If you continue a certain number of times in story mode, you'll be able to continue without paying any more gems. Now, when I say that, a lot of people are like, oh my God, is this a microtransaction game? No, it's not. But when you're playing the game, Uh, you're going to earn gems, which then you can use to unlock 
uh, your continue. So if you die when you're playing and it comes up continue and it costs 10 gems and you say yes or no. Uh, the next one, it says um, change the battle point increase decrease rate for league battle. I don't know what that means. And then it says fix other small various bugs. So all of these things together seem like a good update to Super Bomberman R, and I'm going to check it out and let you guys know what I think. Wow, 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 wow. Kamiko is a game that just from looking at it kind of reminds me of um, Zelda Link to the Past. It's got a cool chiptune sounding um, soundtrack, and it's a top-down thing, and you're a character that runs around with a sword, hitting enemies. It looks really, really cool. Now... Up until now, well, not now, soon, up until soon, that doesn't really work, uh, you would be able to make a Japanese account on your Switch to get it. And in, in fact, PSA right now, if you didn't already know about this, you can make an account on your Switch because they're region free, connect to the Japanese eShop. You can't connect to the Japanese eShop with your American uh, account, but you can just make another account and connect to the Japanese eShop attempt to figure out what it is that's on the screen unless you read Japanese and you can download games there from there and a lot of the games also have English built in so you you know you're not missing out on anything it's just kind of a hassle to get there I have considered doing that but I haven't done it yet and I'm glad that I held off because I w I was going to do it well, for two reasons. First, I was going to do it for Puyo Puyo Tetris, um, not for because only Japan had the demo. And then they brought out the the demo uh, right after the direct. I think it was last week. And then the second reason that I was going to do it was because of this game, Kamiko, which everybody is saying is very, very good. And it's super cheap. Like it was like, gosh, how much was it in yen? I can't remember how much it was in yen, but skip to the end it's coming to the uh north american retail uh e-shop and you can get it for five bucks and it looks really cool i'm excited to play it so that's kamiko oh i almost forgot it's um april 27th is when you'll be able to get it so that's next thursday man next next week has some pretty huge releases next week has puyo puyo tetris on tuesday Next Thursday has Kamiko, which or Kamiko, not a huge release, but it's still it's a yet another release. That's on Thursday, and then Friday is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which we will talk about soon. Hey, Here's something that's really interesting: Namco Museum has box art on its uh, webpage. Now they have yet to announce whether or not they would be having a physical release of the game. And for those of you that don't know, Namco Museum uh, is a game, or it's a collection of games, uh, old arcade games, which include things like Galaga and Dig Dug and Pac-Man, etc. For the whole list, just Google Namco Museum, Nintendo Switch, and I'm sure that you'll find out. If it was just a digital game, I'd still get it. But if it's coming out as a physical release as well then that makes me very excited because now I only have to get one copy and I can share it with my son. Uh, and Namco Museum is one of those games that I poured hours into on my uh, GBA. I loved playing Namco Museum on my GBA, especially Dig Dug and um, Galaga. Those two games right there were plenty to occupy my time. If you go to... I'm actually just going to look and see what games were included. 
It says Pac-Man, Galaga, Splatterhouse, Rolling Thunder, Sky Kid, Tank Force. That's all it lists, but, I mean, there's in the picture, it also shows Dig Dug on there. Boy, I don't know what game that is. That's a weird game. It's got, it's got like some orange knight facing off a wizard, and I can't read it. It's like the Tumorock Drone Door. I can't read it. Anyway, this is amazing audio, so I'll stop that and just say I'm excited that it's getting a physical release because I, that's how I prefer to get the games. Not because I'm averse to uh, digital releases. I just want to be able to share it with my son without buying it twice. So I really do wish that there was like a sharing system like Steam has. Like I have games on my Steam account. My son has his own Steam account. He can play my games. I'm locked out of my games while he plays them, but he can play them. And if I start up the game, it locks him out. But if I start up the game, it's like, are you sure that you want to do this? So-and-so is playing. So that's a that's a really good way for us to share games that we've bought only digitally. Uh, he likes a lot of the same games that I do. So that would be a really good feature for the Switch to have, but unfortunately it doesn't. And I don't see them doing that anytime soon, especially because we're not always connected to the internet. So on a Switch, you know, you get in a car and you're going someplace, you might not be connected. So how is it going to authenticate that you're there? I don't know. It would just be cool. Not a whole lot new that I have to talk about about what I've been playing this week. Um, I've been playing a lot of has-been heroes. I've unlocked the second hero, so now my roster is up to five heroes to choose from. I'm really having a blast with that game. Uh, more consistently, I'm getting through st uh, stages one and two. When I get to stage three, usually I die about halfway through. I've gotten to the boss probably six, maybe seven times, but I've only beat the boss, I believe, twice because that's how many heroes I've unlocked. I'm having a blast with that game, and if you haven't checked it out, definitely check it out. Um, let's see, what else have I been playing? I've been playing Shovel Knight. Uh, with uh, been playing Plague Knight actually. It plays very very different than Shovel Knight and I don't think I like it as much um though at the same time you know you go from having a fully unlocked Shovel Knight uh with you've got all these different abilities and you've got massive amounts of hearts and lots and lots of mana and then you go back to playing Plague Knight where you're working your way back up so you're starting out really weak and you definitely feel weaker as Plague Knight now, maybe as I play the game, I will unlock more stuff and it will I'll feel powerful again. Uh, who knows? But that's what I've been playing. I've also been playing Puyo Puyo Tetris Demo like a lot more than I thought I would, mainly because it's a demo. And I thought, all right, well, I checked it out. I liked it. Um, but almost every night this week, my son at bedtime, he's like, hey, can you, me and mom, play Puyo Puyo Tetris? And uh, I'm like, Sure. So we'll play three or four matches, and um, you'd think that I'd win every time, but I don't. Boy, oh boy, when you um, when you clear off uh, an entire stage, the other players get a whole lot of garbage to deal with on their screen. And he's pretty good at it, and my wife is very good at puzzle games. So I haven't won every time, no. Now, I, t I gotta say, I cannot wait for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. The reviews are coming in on that game, and it is getting, like, all really good reviews, which I honestly, I'm glad that reviewers are reviewing it on its own and saying, yeah, hey, guess what? I, mean, I figured what would happen is people would say, great game, 
But we already have had it on the Wii U. But guess what? Most people haven't had it on the Wii U because most people didn't have a Wii U. So this is a really good game. End sentence. Full stop. Uh, so, or at least that's that's how people are reviewing it, which surprised me. I, I really did figure that they would take into account the fact that we're rebuying the game, essentially. This is really more like a Game of the Year edition. It has... 48 tracks which is crazy it's got a ridiculous number of characters to 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 uh to choose and then you've got all the different carts all the different um wheels the different uh gliders you've got a whole bunch of different modes um now that we have the battle mode and i'm that's the thing that i think i'm most excited for is the battle mode because the battle mode in mario kart 8 was absolutely dreadful it was so bad that i played it once and was like i will never play that again because basically all they did was they gave you the same tracks that you would race on and say okay now it's a battle mode well that's not fun because you're on a big loop and it's hard to find the other players so now that they've given us a true battle mode like almost every reviewer out there is saying this is the best edition of mario kart that we've ever gotten and that's awesome and i cannot wait until next friday to play it Swing your arms from side to side. Come on, it's time to go. Do the Mario. Take one step and then again. Let's do the Mario all together now. All right, everybody, that's all the time that we have for today. If there's a story that I missed, let me know. There's a bunch of ways that you can let me know. You can email me, runjumpstop at gmail.com. Use the subject line switchcraft so that I know that that it's for this show and not my other show. Uh, you can use the hashtag AskSwitchCraft on Twitter, or you can just shout right at me on Twitter, at RunJumpStomp. You can call in and leave a voicemail, 260-RUN-JUMP. That's 260-786-5867. Uh, you could email me, just like I said before, just like Mark from the internet did. Um, and those are the ways that you can get a hold of me. If you want to support the show, you can... Uh, go to iTunes and give us a review. That always helps us get higher up in the rankings so that people find us when they're searching for Nintendo stuff. That would be awesome. Uh, If you um, are looking for a way to support without costing you a dime, you can just go to runjumpstomp.com slash support, and on there is an Amazon link. You click that Amazon link, and anything you buy from Amazon I get a cut of, and it doesn't cost you any extra money. If you've got some extra money and you want to support the Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. If we hit our goal of $50 a month, there's going to be an extra episode of Switchcraft every single week. So if you really like what what you're getting here and you want more of it, that's how you can make sure that it happens. Uh, Speaking of more Switchcraft, yes, this, uh, this episode is coming out today. Um, this is uh, Saturday's episode. Uh, by the way, I'll post it to the Patreon early because this is actually Friday right now. Keep in mind that we've got our Zelda podcast that I'm recording to, on the 22nd, uh, and I will put that up as soon as we're done with it. As soon as we're done, I'll edit it and post it. And uh, it's going to be me and my buddy Atomic Bravd, and we're going to be talking all about the spoilers of Zelda. So make sure that you also listen to that. And if you haven't finished the game yet, just make sure that you save it on your device, and then when you're done, give it a listen. Anyway, thanks so much for hanging out with me today. I'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.